Welcome to the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast, a show to help you create more revenue, profit, and freedom in your life. Now your host, John Victoria. Hello and welcome everyone to the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, John Victoria. And today we are on a roll. We, we did a recording with a podcast yesterday. We are now in for a second podcast this week. And also our guest, he has been on multiple podcasts this week as well. So he is on a rampage of podcasts. But uh, for a quick introduction to Dave, uh, he, is, uh, he was, had a highly acclaimed career in sports journalism. He's worked at Fox TV News Sports, ESPN. CNN, ABC, and CBS. And really what he's done is he successfully applied his bold and encouraging communication style to become a sought-after trainer, coach, consultant, and public speaker. He's worked with leaders across the United States and has developed a tried-and-true system for transforming struggling companies into market leaders. And so he's become a trusted mentor to business owners and front employees frontline employees alike with his empowering presentations that include taking live sales calls, you know, got you in the hot seat, and customer service calls. Dave's first book, Dialing Strangers, has become a go-to handbook for outbound sales calls, and his latest book, Fearless Communication, is helping inbound customer service teams to grow their businesses by securing appointments, handling upset customers, and obtaining five-star reviews. And we all know how important that is for conversion, as well as SEO. And so his unique brand of motivation and hands-on learning has equipped thousands of professionals to conquer fear and communicate with confidence instead. Dave's rich and diverse history allows him to connect with large and small businesses alike. You know, one quick example, he's works with one of the biggest, if not the largest um, HVAC company on the West Coast. And I'll talk more about that later. Working with several big box stores, think of companies like Home Depot, and really his training and his, uh, his personal development that he brings to companies is amazing at driving transformational change. Man, I can't speak today, and elevating the bottom line. So with that, let's bring on Dave. Welcome, Dave, to the show. John, thanks. I, you know, not only do I really appreciate you, but I love your enthusiasm that it brings uh, to the business. And whether it's heating, cooling, electrical, plumbing, Whatever service industry you're in, I actually, you mentioned Home Depot, and I'm the provider for about 30 uh, Home Depots, and, and I typically try to go in the stores and work with them. And one of the things I talk about is if you act enthusiastic, you'll be enthusiastic. And we even, yes. teach, our, we even teach our technicians to drive around the block and get their head in the right space. You know, you got to get your head in the right space before you walk up. And as you know, we're going into the beginning of service. Uh, service demand season. And this is really where we got to, as Tony Robbins once told me, you get in your head, you're dead. So stay out of your mm. head, really good at what you do. But I guess that's a harbinger and I love your enthusiasm. Thank you, Dave. And if anyone's been following along, you know that Dave has been on season one and he is back for round two. And we got some fun topics today. Um, I know the first thing that we were talking before the podcast was how important now is. And how you know mindsets and folks can begin to you know begin to not do the things that got them to where they are now and drop the ball in some things that are important. 
could you could you speak to that and talk about what are some of the things that you're seeing in the field and what owners should do um, where they're at right now? Well, I, I think the first thing, John, is is athletes. Uh, if you think in the middle of football season, they quit practicing. No, they don't. In the middle of golf, primary golf season, they quit practicing. And what we get in the habit of doing is, well, it's demand season. We're not doing training during demand season. And I think more than ever, demand season is when you demand training. Now, maybe you don't do it for an hour and a half. Maybe it's 15-minute snippets, whatever it might be. Because what we believe now is we start reading our own press clippings. Our phone's ringing. We're book solid. We're doing those type of things. And we're forgetting to say things like, by the way, did you know? Have you heard about? Also, we're forgetting when we're our CSRs set the lead, as we're going to talk about today, dispatching yes. for profits. Uh, asking for five-star Google reviews. And I always say either give me a five-star or a neutral. I don't want a four-star, and I certainly don't yeah. want a one-star. But those are the things we have to do because as you and I talked prior to coming on the air live, we said what you're going to do in the next 30, 60 days is going to set the table 90 days down the road. And you have to remind your team of that every single day. What I tell owners and managers is you need to wake up every morning thinking to yourself, how can I help Bill or Christina reach her goal of whatever that is? Because if you can help them reach their goal, they'll help you reach your goal of being profitable. How about that? And, and where do you think that comes from? So is it, is it just that people are too busy, right? It's like, ah, oh, we got so much work and, you know, we're just going to, you know, let's skip training. Let's just focus on getting the revenue. Let's focus there. And I could see why someone would think that but what you're saying is like hey you can't do that like like athletes we got to train every still got to go to the gym we still got to do the things don't don't drop the ball here well there's a there's a handful of things that come in and i like to use the analogy of tom brady who was in the league for however long if you've been watching basketball it could be lebron james these are guys that have played for 20 21 years at the top of their craft and if you think LeBron James doesn't watch film or Tom Brady, even though he's retired, doesn't watch film and isn't lifting weights and doing all those things, and they say something like this, I've been doing this for a long time or I've been doing it for 21 years. So there's the first thing that happens is we, we get in a habit of uh, we're legends in our own mind. I've been doing it for a long time. So that's the first thing. I don't need training. I've been doing this for a long time. I can tell by the fact you don't wear your belt, but your belt or your booties. So I can tell you've been doing it for a long time. The next one is we get lazy. It's hard for me to put training together. As I told you, I was in a couple of Home Depot stores this morning. So as we get done with the podcast, I'm going to be working with the CSRs. I have to be planned and ready to go because they can tell, quote, if I just wing it. And the worst time to think of it is when it comes out of your mouth. So it's hard work. But I always say this, be hard on yourself now, owners and managers, light will be easier on you. I'll say it one more time, be hard on yourself now, light will be easier on you later. And it sure is instead of some of those five-star Google reviews now, because this is the time of year, as you know, John, we're going to get those one stars or those two stars. And because back to life is we have a nationwide shortage of technicians and installers. Mm -hmm. So we can't get any, we can't get it. So that's why we have to do all those little things to protect us against the 7% that get online and, and scream and yell about us. Yes. And it reminds me of a quote from uh, one of our past guests, uh, Denise Swafford from P1 Service Group. She said, little hinges swing big doors. 
And really, it's it's these small habits done consistently over time that really do separate the champions from those who are not. And so you're saying like, yeah, really, regardless of the season, like it's really these small details that really make out who's going to be a champion company or not. And so, um, yeah, really, really excited to to dig into it. So let's let's talk more tactics. So um, I think the the first place you want to start off with was setting the lead. And so you help set the framework. And what are some of the things that contractors should be keeping in mind to, you know, pay attention to these, you know, small hinges that are swinging these big doors? Remember your CSRs, uh, customer service representatives, whatever you want to call them. We have different acronyms for them. I call them directors of first impression. Your ladies and men on the telephone talk to 99% of your customers and prospects. Let me say that again. They talk to 99% of your prospects and customers. They get less than 1% of the training. So that's the first place that we go is so many uh, managers that I hear and owners. I need more leads. I need more leads. Wait a minute. What about the ones you have? What's going on with the ones you have? Well, we're, we're doing a good job. Well, you've heard me talk about this before. Do you call your own business? We can, mm. we can uh, and I'd let you randomly, uh, and John, I'd let you randomly pick any business right now. I'm talking about heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical. We could call it live on the air, and I'd ask for a quote. What's it cost to come out? They won't get my first name. They won't get my last name, my address. How old, which we're going to talk about, how old is the air conditioner? They won't ask me any of those questions. What they'll do is they'll tell me how much it is, however much a service call is. And let's just use a number, $179. We could use any number. Remember, it cost me $389 to send a truck out there. So I'm not making any money at a buck 79. That's right. They're going to they're tell me that. And then they're going to try to fix it on the phone. They're going to say, well, did you try changing your filter? Um, did you mess around with the fan? Did you turn it on and turn it off? Look, your job, the first thing of the CSR, and you need to let everybody in that CSR room know, they're either saving you money or making you money. Mm -hmm. They're saving you money when it's a, a, a parts warranty or repair of something you've installed in the last three years. They're making you money when it's over eight, nine, 10, and all the way up, and you get out there and get to it right away. But their number one job is set the lead. Set the Remind lead. your CSRs, don't educate set the lead let the technician diagnose as a csr your job's to set the lead mm. love that yep set the lead that's you know number one I'm talking kpis like what's the most important thing for this role setting the lead and not you know mistaking other things like ah, i'm i want to do this but really keep keep the main thing the main thing as they say yeah, my dad, uh, my my second book I wrote, which by the way, we're going to offer that all to, to all of our listeners and viewers today. I'm offering you the audio book. It's called Fearless Communication. And so many times my dad would hire clients and because they loved veterinary medicine. So they would hire clients. Well, these clients started thinking they could fix stuff on the telephone. They had They didn't realize that my dad spent eight years in college at the time. Now we look back and it was very reasonable, but, but he had a million dollars in his business, insurance, all those type of things. And they were saying, hey, the horse has got calling. Just go ahead and walk him around the arena. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> My dad needs to go out there, diagnose, do all that stuff, because if he doesn't go out there, you're not going to have a job anymore. And the same here when we tell somebody, hey, did you? why don't you change the filter? 
And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about, you know, the guy that charges, there's, there's 72 buttons on this screen and a guy comes in and he pushes that button. He goes, now that'll be $555,000 because you just pushed one button. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I just put, but I'm the only one that knows how to push that button. And that's the same for your yes. technicians, your comfort advisors, the owners. There's only one person that can push that button. And that's those people, the CSRs, they need to be the best in the world at setting the lead. Don't educate, set the lead. I love that. And, and yeah, to your point, Ed, you're not paying, you're not paying them for the time that they spent there, but you're paying for all the time before that moment, the training, the education, making all the mistakes so that when we come into your home, you know, we're not making those mistakes. Like you got a seamless experience. You got the expertise, boom, push of a button. Yeah, absolutely. So that would be the, and, and how do you get them to set the lead? The first thing you have to have a script. Well, everybody has a script. The difference is most everybody doesn't follow the script. That's why you call in. And I hear things like this, Jeff. Well, I sound scripted or the customers don't like the script. Imagine if an actor in your favorite movie, Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born, didn't follow a script. Lady Gaga would be all over the map. Tom Cruise doesn't follow his script. Do all that stuff. That's the best in the world. They own their script. It's a great day at Dave Tester Heating and Cooling. How much for a tune-up? Absolutely, ma'am. Remind me of your first name. It's Dave. Real quick, how do I spell your last name? It's Tester, T-E-S-T-E-R. Real quick, remind me of your cell. It's 208, yeah, 707-9807. And where do you live here in the city? Mm. And remind me of the zip. How'd you hear about me? Oh, on the radio. Oh, what station do you listen to? I listen to Sports Talk 750. I love that afternoon show. Real quick, before we go any further, how old is that air conditioner? 10, 15, or 20 years? Let's see. We moved in the house in 2002, and I think it was in then. So you're about 23 years old. So now my mindset as the CSR goes to, I'm going to make the company money because I've got an opportunity here for a lead. Is it blowing cold air, neutral air, or warm air? Where's the thermostat set? What Mm. does the thermometer say? I've got great news, and I go ahead and set the lead right there. Because I'm willing to move somebody off my dispatch board that's a year, two, three, four years out. I'm willing to move them to plug that one into place. But right now, we're talking about the CSR following that script. First name, last name, phone number, address, how'd you hear about me, and how old is it? I get that. Wow. I can attack and be very successful. It's simple. It's not easy. Yes. And, um, and, I want to unfurl this a little bit more because earlier you also mentioned, hey, many times it's not just what you say, but it's like the state that you're in. And so I'd love for you to talk about like, what are some of the things you might recommend for a CSR to get in the right state to be setting the lead? Are there like mental things that they're saying? You mentioned earlier, like, hey, maybe go around the block. Maybe they're walking. What are some of those things like, hey, I'm start of the day. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Like, how are people getting to a positive state so that when they approach that script, they are, they are, they are fresh and they are sharp. Yeah, John, this may not be what you're looking for. It is what you're looking for, because this is the type of person you are. You're a thermostat guy. When you walk in the room, you raise the level of the temperature. But what I'm going to tell owners is attitude reflects leadership. So you have to say, hey, my team's got a bad attitude. I look to the leader. Hey, my team's got a great attitude. I look to the leader. Uh, Ritz Carlton has happy people. And if you ask them, how do you train your people to be happy? We hire happy people. 
So I always ask this question in the interview process. Hey, if you could do anything you wanted and I paid your bills for a year, what would you want to do? And if they say things like, I love helping people, I love uh, uh, trying to solve problems. I like these type of things. I'm probably going to put them in that CSR role. If I hear, you know, I'm more detailed. I like to just be in a cubicle and focus on one thing. I don't put them on the phone. So many times we hire people that are like us. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a problem because we may, we're the owner, so we already know how to set a lead. But don't hire people like you are. So the first thing is my script starts out with, it's a great day at same day electrical. So I start out with great day. And the real, the real, the why behind the what, John, isn't I'm not making it a great day, but I own that script right away. And so as I have my floor leads and my dispatchers and my team listen to calls, first thing I want to hear is that first seven seconds. So if I hear it's a great day at same day electrical, I get them off the phone. They're off the phone. Get off the They're conversing when I hear it's a great day at same day electrical. This is Dave. How may I help you? Absolutely. Those are the two things that I'm looking for. And then I'll do different games where I'll have a big wheel, like a wheel of fortune. And it doesn't have to be a lot. I'll put a $4 Starbucks card on there. I, I carry, uh, I'm seeing if I have any on me now. I carry little gold coins with me. Um, and they're $1 uh, gold coins. And you're going to see me do a live move here, I think. Uh, moving here in my office. I got gold coins. These are um, these cards are, uh, where are they from? Uh, Chick-fil-A. So I ah. put them. And they're on the card. They're Starbucks cards. I'm just looking at all my gift box, my wheels right over here behind here. So what we'll do is we're keeping track of call count. So I want to make sure your call count is you're taking a lot. You're either taking a lot of calls or you're making a lot of calls. So I like to see that around 65, 70 in a day. And if they're not, first thing I'm going to say is, hey, John, you don't seem like yourself. Is everything going okay? It could be you had somebody that passed away in the family. It could be a customer just yelled at you. Now, typically customers don't yell at us. We think they do. They don't yell at us, but we're not trained how to deal with that. They just happen to be loud. They're not yelling. They're just loud. And so, uh, Along that lines, change your energy. Here's what I say. Hey, if you have a bad call, I do the the same thing for the CSRs. You need to walk around the building. That's okay. Walk around the building. But your floor and section leads need to pay attention. No different than a coach who pulls his quarterback. Look, Hmm. are you having a bad day? I wish I could just give you a Milky Way. You know, you don't seem like yourself. Here's a Snickers. But that's not the case. But those, those are things I try to do. And as a leader, I've got to, I go, what I'll do is I'll sit down with my CSRs and I start answering the phone. Uh, I've been in call rooms where they yell, come on, you people answer the room. What's wrong with you? Pick up the phone. I like to just sit down and start answering the phone because now all of a sudden, Hey, I'm running laps with the football team. I'm using a lot of sports analogies today, but I believe sports is a microcosm of life. And that's important to remember. So keep that in mind. Attitude reflects leadership. If your staff has a poor attitude, look at yourself. If they have a great attitude, do more of what you're doing. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. So really, it starts with the hiring process. It's getting the right people, right? You're not trying to shift someone's default. Like That's like their default, like they're happy, enthusiastic people. And then from there, once you have those star A players on your team, you know, sometimes people have bad days and then just Maybe it's a walk around the park, but also it's, it's the leaders in their room just keeping an eye out, making sure that they're taken care of. And, and I also love what you said. It's like, it's not, it's not like tell them what to do. It's like you're, you're leading from the front. Like you are in the trenches. You got your elbows dirty as well. And that's, 
that's an amazing, like, if you were my, that'd be amazing, right? You know, it's, it's so inspirational and motivational to see that. Yeah, I think you you think to your mind, first tell me. So we train twice a week. We train every Tuesday at 2 o'clock and every Thursday at 2 o'clock. So we've always got training. It gives me a chance. And by the way, I have victim thinkers. Make sure you know I don't have a room full of, I don't have 100% five-star people. I'm the same as you. I got 10% that are A players. Uh, I got another uh, 40% that are Cs and Ds. I deal with the same thing you do. What my goal is always to have my people ranked uh, a, B, or C star up or down or neutral. And even if you're a C and your star is up or your arrow's pointing up, you're going in the right direction. What I can't have is C, Ds with the star down or neutral. And I can't even have my A's with neutral. So I'm always saying, how do I get you out of a neutral frame of mind? Remember, neutral, you're stuck in a rut. I want you either to go up or down. In particular, I want you to go up. And that's that's how you look at that. So you got to be in front of your people. you got a secret shop of but you've got to be willing to do what you ask of them. You want more five-star Google reviews? Get on the phone and show them how to do it. You want to book more appointments? Get on the phone, show them what to do. I do the same thing with salespeople. I go out with them and I say, now we can handle this two ways. One, I can show you. First, I'll tell you. Then I'll show you. Then I'll do it. Then I want you to emulate it. So that's kind of my attitude. Don't ask anybody to do anything you're not willing to do yourself. Love that. I'm always leading from the front. Always leaning from the front. So uh, with that, and I'd love to switch now to dispatching for profit. So similar to setting the lead, you know, let's talk framework. How, are, how does one think about this with excellence and how does one execute on this with excellence? Everyone has to have the same mindset for starters. It's one thing if we say we're going to dispatch for profit, but this goes all the way to the, the last CSR on the phone to the dispatch team, to the technicians, to the comfort advisor. Now, keep this in mind. What I'm trying to do is I'm typically looking for a system. And I say system, it could be HVAC, it could be uh, air conditioner, heater, whatever it might be. I'm looking for eight years or older, John, because I know typically eight to 11, it's replacement time. Now, when I get 25, 35, I'm spinning the wheel, ringing the bell. But I'm, that's what I'm looking for in terms of dispatch for profit. Now, when I'm looking to save my company money, when I see it's a one-year-old my install, remember, I've told them they're guaranteed that when I install it for the first year, depending on what the guarantee is, if something goes wrong, I'll come out and look at that within 24 hours of your phone call. That's how that position is. So now I have to think to myself, I'm going to save money. So how I save money is I send really good, what we call them, uh, our parts technicians, warranty technicians that are really good at fixing things. They're out there and they can figure stuff out. And I need to know when I send them out on those calls, they're going to be able to fix it. They're not going to have to call anybody. They can get it done and get it buttoned up. Three, four, five-year-old, it's just going to be a maintenance. I'm going to send my newer technician out there. That's called a marketing lead. So what they're going to do is they're going to wipe that system down really good. It's going to look like a million bucks. They're going to go through, do everything that I taught them, and the customer is going to be dazzled and delighted. So that I know about five years from now, they're going to say, hey, I'm going to buy from you. Now, as I get older, I'm looking for my lead text. That's what I'm focused on now. I can flip that to a lead. So we're going to use red carpet. We've got a red carpet. And they're going to put that part that's defective on there. And they're going to show it to them. And they're going to show them the price. And they're going to say, hey, this, this uh, let's just go motor. Blower motor went out. Uh, it's going to be about $650. Here's good, better, best options. By the way, before you make up your mind, 
there's a pretty good chance that in the next 365 days that another part possibly could go out. Now, we can absolutely replace it. Fact is, I'm carrying the part. I can have it run out here and we can get it buttoned up. Would it make sense for me to have a comfort advisor come out and basically go over how many pennies you spend for day, uh, days on heating and cooling? Because, John, most of us don't know that 70% of our utility bill comes from heating, cooling, and our water heater. My parents used to say, turn the lights off. You're wasting energy. Heck, I should have turned all the lights on and not taken a hot shower. I would have saved mom and dad a lot of money. But when we start looking at that, they say, well, an energy audit, what the heck? Then my comfort advisor comes out, and that's how I position it. So a lot of people don't understand how I will uh, have somebody uh, in the north, and they'll be uh, near their house, and I'll have them go 100 miles to the south and just to come out to go to a 25-year-old because that technician is better suited to flip that lead to a comfort advisor. And I'll have the guy that's a south. It's right by his house. And they'll pass each other. They'll pass each other on the road. Somebody goes, you've lost your mind. No, I'm saving my company money and I'm making my company money by dispatching for profit. And the interesting thing, John, you've heard me say this, 95% of companies don't dispatch for profit. They want to go fix stuff. And that's okay. But in the next three to five years, you won't be in business anymore. And that's not a criticism. Mm. That's back to life. If it costs you anywhere from $289, our cost is $389 to send a technician to your home to replace a part that's under warranty and all the stuff. Typically, each call is going to cost me about $100. So depending on how many calls you knock out each day, could be 10 a day. Well, I've lost $30,000 a month. If it's 20 a day, I've lost $60,000 a month. So depending on your calls, you start doing the math on it, you won't be in business very long. Yes. That doesn't mean I don't do repairs and replace parts and that type of stuff, but I do it strategically that I dispatch for profit. Mm. Wow. That's, that's like those invisible things too. It's like someone will be busy, 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 but they're not profitable. And so it's, it's like, I mean, that's the worst thing, right? It's like you're busy plus you have no profit. Like that's, that's the worst thing, right? You got guys going out driving and everything. Um, and so, yeah, we look at that. We look at that, John, on our installs and we start saying, Hey, we're booked up for three weeks. That's yes. not a good thing to be booked up for three weeks. You better be doing next day or two day installs, or you need to hire more install people. Because again, it's harvest season. You're going to generate roughly 35 to 45% of your revenue in the next couple of months. You better have all hands on deck and they better be, better be ready to roll. Yes. And that's, that's such a good point because yeah, not all times of the year are going to be the times like it's going to be slower and really setting up your workforce to be ready for this time. Exactly. Um, so I guess from here, uh, I'd love to flip it as well. Like what are some of the ways that, uh, so you, you mentioned some of the best practices, what are, let's do the inversion principle. Like what are some of the things that definitely you should not be doing these things? Like, Cut this out immediately out of your business if you are doing this today. Well, you know, the, the first one is dispatch for ease. And what I mean by that is we'll use the name, we'll call him Jim. And Jim lives in, the, and we'll use an area that, that you're familiar with. Uh, we'll just use uh, uh, College Park. I think that's where Maryland is, isn't it? University of Maryland College Park. So that's Jim right. happens to live in College Park. So I'm going to make sure all of Jim's 
uh, calls today are in College Park because he lives there and that's easy for him. So that's the first thing. That's called dispatching for ease. So that, that's the first thing you need to stop. Look, I may send Jim clear to Monticello to go look at Thomas Jefferson's house because I know I got a 200-year-old lead. I, I may send him clear across there. And I may send the guy that lives in Richmond back to College Park to do a three-year-old. And you're thinking to yourself, well, why did you send him across? Because you have to change your mindset. And the other thing is, keep this in mind, your lead dispatch has to be a cheerleader. Mm. Because guess what? Jim's not happy that I took him out of College Park. So I'll let you know that. However, Jim, what I've discovered, wants to take his family to Disneyland. And remember that thing that I told you, I don't motivate Jim. But I find out what does motivate him. And I say, Jim, you're headed to Monticello. You're going to hang out in Thomas Jefferson's library, and you're on your way to Disneyland. Wow. So I'm, I'm coaching him. I'm encouraging him. And then I also have to see if he goes to that lead and he didn't generate any dollars, I need to call and find out what's going on. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I was out last night. Things aren't going well. So I pull, So even on my technician board, I've got my top five and it changes every day. It's constantly changing and I'm moving people up or down who gets the best leads. It depends on whose head's in the right place. You get your head, you're dead, go on the bottom. You're an, uh, you're a victory thinker. I'm moving you towards the top. So the dispatcher mm -hmm. has to be on his game, constantly working with that too. So you need to make sure you have your technicians based on, can they generate leads? Are they good at fixing stuff? What is it they're really good at? And you put them in that position. So I would, I would say the number one and a half thing. So one and a half, because I'm going to tell you one's about setting leads, speed to lead. But, but the one and a half thing is don't dispatch for ease. The number one thing is answer, and I'm, uh, normally I don't use profanity, but answer the damn phone. I'm just mm -hmm. going to be real bold. Answer that phone, answer it the right way, and set the lead. So many people, and I, I did a secret shop uh, yesterday. I was on a show. We called three of the companies while we were on the show. One put me on, uh, they didn't even put me on hold. They played music. They told me they were going to record it. They let the music play for three minutes and nothing happened. And by the way, the guy would come on and he'd say, and, and this isn't the name of the company. I'm just using a generic company. Same day heating and cooling. We're all about customer service. We will take care of you like nobody else. We have over 10,000 five-star Google reviews. Please stay on the line. We'll be with you right away. Same oh, day. Man. And then that's going on. And I'm just sleeping my head and I'm thinking to myself, just put an answering machine. I'm going old school. At least I'll think you're so busy that you care about me and you call me back. The next one was a guy that didn't invest in himself. It's great. Your work. And some of us have to work out of our truck. One man band. I understand that. I used to do that. But I had somebody answer my phone. Because if I say, hey, it's Bill, uh, I'm, I'm out working on a water heater. I'll get back to you later on. That's Bill's heating and cooling. That doesn't work. Bill, invest the $12.50 an hour to have somebody answer your phones because you can outsource that to somebody yes. to answer your phones and then put yourself in a position so you'll capture the lead. The last one actually answered the phone. However, they quoted price. They didn't get my name. They didn't get my number. They didn't get the age. Here's what they said to me. It's $179 and we're, we're three days out. So you probably want to call somebody else. So in our scenario, I had a 31 year old air conditioner where the compressor had come out. Uh, it had to be replaced. And I thought, well, while you're here, go ahead and give me a full HVA system. And do you do water heaters too? 
So they just walked for $27,600 ticket because they said we're two days away and they dispatch for ease because they wow. looked at their board and said, I'm all booked up. You should never be all booked up. You look at your board and it should say, that's a two-year, that's a 21-year-old, that's a 17-year-old. Hey, I got a 30-year-old. The two-year-old has moved. Now, you might say, well, what if the two-year-old people get out of me? They will, but they're still your customer. That's why I say book the lead anyway. They're still your customer. Even if I have to call back and say, John, due to a shortage of, and this is true, nationwide shortage of technicians and installers, I'm going to have to move your tune-up until next Tuesday. Well, I'm madder than a hornet. Can I get that any earlier? Absolutely, John. I'm going to put you on a cancellation list. Thank you for your grace and understanding. Are you open to me sending you a $10 Home Depot gift card? Well, you don't have to. I guess it's not that big a deal, but anyhow, well, you better show up on Tuesday. You have a script that I'll follow. I don't wing it, but remember, he's still my customer. Yes, I was supposed to go out there today to do my annual maintenance, but a 31-year-old came in, and everybody in the building needs to know nothing happens in this company until a sale is made. Let me say that again. Nothing happens until a sale is made. Everybody has to be on that same page. That's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's it's really the customers who are writing your paycheck. Yeah, uh, it's 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 them at the end of the day. And 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 I guess one key thing that I, I pulled from that, and you mentioned it earlier, is just prioritizing based off of you know just the, the unit, the type of replacement that's being done. So if it's a thirty-one-year-old versus a two-year, like if you don't have it in your CRM, it's just lead, lead, name, place. You can't tell priority, but in this case, you can do that because you have a system to identify which are the key customers to serve that will dispatch for profit. Yeah. And, you know, I, I work for a company that well, they're going to do $80 million this year. And I remember when they had a million dollar year and it was a big deal. And the reason I share that with you is I've seen a company in a short time go from a million to $80 million. We still use whiteboard. We have whiteboards all over the place. We still use paper. Now we have service Titan and we have monitors, but we, we have something called redundancy because <laughs> what I've discovered with computers, sometimes people get lazy and they kind of forget about their computers. Yeah. But if I look up on that whiteboard and I see, I have no leads for tomorrow. My CSRs need to get on the phone and set some tune-ups for me. They make outbound calls. If I see I'm book solid, I might have to get my CSRs on the phone and have them move some of those three, four, five-year-old tune-ups to a week or so out. But I need to be the head coach. You know how head coaches have that big card where they got their play. Yes. First five plays are scripted, but after that, it's fourth down, two minutes on the clock. Where do I go? Boom, I'm going right here. We're going to kick a field goal. We know exactly what to do. And you can do that with whiteboards and paper. Fact is, I'd encourage you that. And for those of you that are going, well, I need to get it in service tight all right get some people that are really good in admin i call them tighteners and they can put all that stuff in service tight because i know we need to keep track of our numbers we should know every single day what our numbers are but our csrs should be able to look up our dispatchers our owners you should be able to walk into the pit as i call it and look up and see exactly where you are and if you don't know exactly where you are mm. you're lost wow and, and I'd love to dig into that a bit more. So you said a company, they went from 1 million to 80 million over the course of how long was the, the growth period? Well, the company started in 2001. And so we're now at 23 uh, in that. And, and the company's a, a family-owned business. And, uh, you know, it was basically a, a, a dad and mom. I'll call them a dad and mom. They opened a hardware store. 
And what they discovered in the hardware store, and this is why I'm a big fan of Home Depot's and the Lowe's, uh, whenever somebody's furnace or air conditioner isn't working, they go into Home Depot and they buy a filter. So if you go into Home Depot and buy a filter, and John, I'm guilty as charged when my uh, check engine light comes on, I go and change my oil. I'll go change the oil. And if, if the guy doesn't go, hey, I noticed your check engine light's on, and the same thing here. So we discovered that people were coming in, a filter, found out that it's far more profitable to sell one furnace than is 130 baskets of nuts and bolts. And then it grew from there, and then we learned the dispatch for profit system and grew and grew and grew. Now, it happens to be the fastest-growing state in the United States, fastest-growing counties and cities and that type of stuff. But, you know, when you're taking 41.5% out of a marketplace, you're doing something right, and what it has to do with is dispatch for profit, setting leads, motivating your staff. And then the big one now, John, is we're all faced with that. You better be hiring and interviewing every single day, and you better have a hand in that somehow, some way. But you're hiring and interviewing every day because if you're not, July 7th is going to roll around, and you're going to have all this harvest, and you're not going to be able to get to it. Wow. And that's that's insane growth as well. Um, uh, And I guess I, I know there'd be a number of folks who are listening who – now, they're at the million or maybe the three million, the five or the 10. And thinking of going from that to 80 million, it's it's so like mind boggling almost. And um, I guess from a mindset perspective and maybe even the personal development of the owners and their leadership team, how did that change over time? You mentioned a few key skills, you know, dispatching for profit, you know, setting the lead, motivating, hiring. But I guess, you know, it's it's not it's not usual. I'd say to, to go from one to 80 million, even if, even it's 20 years. So how it seems like even inside look at how, like what else was going on? Cause that's, it's just, it's, it's like almost a miracle. You know, <laughs> aside from, of course, I know I think there was, you know, it's a fastest growing area. Um, aside from that, like, let's, let's take that out of the equation. Are there other things that were happening that helped lead to that growth? Sure. Yeah. So one is attitude reflects leadership. The owner's brilliant. So that's the first thing. We have a brilliant owner, brilliant leader, surrounded himself with great people. But what makes him brilliant is he's able to look out into the, uh, you know, I remember last summer when he said, hey, a recession's coming. Here's what's going on. This was last summer. And he goes, wow. we're not going to participate in the recession, but here's what we're going to do. And we built a plan and to have, and by the way, we're no different than anybody else. January and February, they were tough. But we set a record in May because we had already planned for that coming and how we were going to attack it and what we were going to do. So a couple of key things that we do. We have our own in-house school. So we train technicians. We train our CSRs. We train our installers. We train our comfort advisors. And it's a two-week school. So it doesn't matter what you're coming into. So, John, here's what most people say to me. Hey, I need some experienced technicians and installers. Yeah, and I want a monster truck and a winning lottery ticket. Good luck on both of those. So the first thing is you better be willing to hire guys that work at the Jiffy Lube, better be willing to hire farmers and ranchers if you can find them, and you bring them in and you say things like, are you the type of guy that can take a toaster apart and put it back together? Do you like to tinker with stuff? And if they say absolutely, you bring them in and you run them through the two-week school. I also say things like, um, are you – do you, do you mind getting on the roof of the house? Do you have any issues with heights? How about getting in a crawl space? Do you have claustrophobia? Um, how about in terms of can you carry 20? I mean, these are pretty basic questions. 
But I want to know, are you a carpenter? Are you more of a mechanic? Are you a farmer? Are you a rancher? Discover these things and give people the opportunity, but you have to train them. So you have to be willing to train them. And when we first started training, it was one and two people at a time. Now I got 20 people in every single week. You know, we must have 15 systems that are set up and they're going around. I mean, it's a machine now, but we, we haven't figured it out. Trust me, I, I've got uh, 20 CSRs training this week in my training center. And we still have people that are, are saying things on the phone that they shouldn't. So the training's a big, big piece of it. So you've got to have a training system where you can train your installers, your technicians, your comfort advisors, and your phone folks. And then the other thing, John, that was the game changer is we have a call-out team. And our call-out team, our database is roughly 110,000. And these could be, we went out there once, twice, and I trained, that's part of the book, Dialing Strangers, How to Make Outbound Calls. So I'd call you and say, hey, John, it's me, Dave. I had a bad time. I worked for a company called Hawaii Heating and Cooling. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Good bell or a bad bell? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen you for a while. Ah, oh, that's what I was afraid you were going to say. Hey, it's time for your tune-up. We're doing a $58 air conditioner tune-up. It's a 21-point inspection. I can come out Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. What works best for you? Well, why do I need one? Well, safety, peace of mind, and efficiency. Are you thinking morning, lunchtime, or afternoon? So we set that. Now, a lot of people look at, how can you make money doing a $58 tune-up? I already told you, I can't. I can't. But if I can get in the house with a 15 to 20-year-old heating air conditioning system, I've got an opportunity to flip that to a comfort advisor and set a lead. So those were two of the biggest things. Training, own training center, and then call out in setting leads. Because in the fall and the spring, I mean, I have to I keep in mind, I have to generate with my call out team 50 leads a day just to feed the beast. And yeah. there's no magic radio, uh, click this, Facebook. I mean, we do all that. We do all that. But the bottom line is my CSRs make outbound calls and they're expected to make 65 outbound calls a day. That's really hard, Dave. It is. It's lonely at the top, but you eat better. Mm. Love that. Lonely at the top, but you eat better. <laughs> Absolutely love that. And um, yeah, common thread, you know, start of the conversation. You mentioned training, training, training. Right now, we're talking training, training, training. So if we can drill it more into everyone's head, training, training, training. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's hard because back to what I told you is if imagine Tom Brady or LeBron James, and I'm using two guys that have played at the top of their game for 21 years. Yes. Imagine, imagine going to Tom Brady and say, Hey, you want to go to mini camp? You know, I've been doing that for 21 years. I don't need to do. Oh, I, I took that class already. Hell no. They're going to get it. The fact is the, the leaders, they're the ones in there doing the bench presses and getting there. I mean, you never hear Larry Bird got there late and left early. He got there before anybody else did. And he left after the game was over. He went and shot around yeah. and not everybody's going to do that. But in the training, that's got to be the foundation of what you're doing. If you don't know how to train, ask for help. I've, I've told you today, hey, if you need help on dispatch for profit, the biggest one that I'd say that I can help you with is your CSRs. And even if you just say, Dave, I raise my hand. I'm going to go to odavetester.com slash connect. I'm just going to put my, e or my email, my phone number in there. And yeah, I'm probably going to reach out to you because that's what I train. Reach out to people. Say, I want the audio version of your two books, Fearless Communication which talks about setting the lead. It talks about upset customers. It talks about five-star Google reviews. There's a handful of things, but it's all the principles that I just told you about. 
I'll send you the audio. You want to make outbound calls? I'll send you dialing. So, so at the very least, by listening to the show, you've got the book. Now, what I've discovered, it's kind of like buying a set of weights or a treadmill and putting it in your <laughs> house. You hang clothes on it and stuff like that. If you want to go to that next step, absolutely would help you out. But my only goal today is to add value for you to have something to think about. And I know 95%, John, this is back to life, 95% will say, that won't work here in Des Moines. That doesn't work here in Albuquerque. You know, it's different in Tampa Bay. And to that, I say, that's okay. I got no problem with that. But for the 5% of you that call and say, you know, we want to try this in Great Falls, Montana. You know, I think it'll work in Logan, Utah. I can't wait to help you. And then you also mentioned there was a special offer on secret shopping. Could you tell everyone more about, you know, what secret shopping is all about and what, what, your, what your offer is? Yeah, sure. And John, what I do just because I'm so busy with those, but if uh, first 10 people, we'll just use the first 10. And the reason I'm doing that, I do everybody, but I, I can't do 200 of these calls. So typically what I charge to, to secret shop a company, I think it's $785. So I always like to put a value on it. It's kind of like doing a tune-up. It's $58, but it's costing me $389. So this is costing me seven, $785. So what I do is I secret shop two of your competitors. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to call them and I want them to quote me price. I want you to hear how bad they are. Then I'm going to call you and I want you to hear where you're at. And I want, the only reason I do this isn't to go, Hey, and I'm going to come in and fix it. I'm going to say, if you just change two or three things, you would be 10% better than your competitor. And that's all you have to be. So if you looked at our company and you came and visited John, I'll absolutely invite you to come to a town called Caldwell, Idaho. And you'll go, these guys generate $80 million. And you come in and you look at it and go, and I mean, we're in old huts and we do all these kind of crazy things. And, and, oh, I did, I did miss one thing. The other big piece is we have 585 trucks and they're all pink, the color pink. So oh, that wow. was a big thing. So they're ubiquitous. You'd think they're everywhere. So that was a great, that was uh, sometimes the harder you work, the luckier you get. So for the owner, he might say, that was a, that was a little piece of luck, but I worked really hard to get that. But I'd encourage you to come and, and look at it and see all those things. But again, all the stuff we do is simple. There's nothing here that you haven't heard about before. Dispatch for profit, set leads, follow-up speed. There's nothing here you haven't heard. However, it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. I might take you up on that sometime this year. I'd love to stop by. That's That sounds like an amazing operation up there. Oh, I'd um, love to bring you out. But what we'll do... Get on godavetester.com. Again, it's slash connect. That's where I get the information on there. And uh, just say, hey, Dave, I'd love for you to secret shop. I'm going to call you first just to find out what it is you're looking for, what's the goal. And it's not to find out if Tandy's doing a bad job or, or Jim's doing a good job. It's just so you can hear in general what it sounds like. Yeah. But what I challenge you with is when I give you the audio, don't yell and tell. Don't go, dang it, we better not be doing this. Uh, don't say, oh, she was having a bad day or say she doesn't normally answer the phone. You need to say, if it's to be, it's up to me. I got to fix this thing. But here's the good news. Your competitor's horrible. So the fact that your competitor's horrible, you only have to tweak it by 10% and you'll own the market. Wow. I love that. And what a great quote for uh, personal responsibility, right? It's, if it's to be, it's up to me. Uh, it's, it's up to me. Love that, John. Yeah. And uh, I guess any closing remarks as we wrap up the podcast, a lot of good stuff here. 
a lot of very quotable things you said, but any last remarks or any action items you want to give everyone as we close things up? I would encourage you uh, every day to, to uh, help a friend and encourage a stranger. So, so many times we just get used to all our great people that are around us and we don't really take time to tell them thank you. So if today you walk the floor and you tell five people, thank you, and I appreciate you. This is what stat I want you to remember. 75% of the people that work for you that you want to keep. Now remember, these are 75% of the people that work for you and want to keep. They don't want more money. They don't want more time off. They just want you to say thank you and I appreciate you. So certainly for the ones you want to keep, you better go tell them thank you and I appreciate you. And for those ones you don't want to keep, I'd tell them thank you and I appreciate you because you move them out on your time. But here's what I always say about training because this is what hits me, and this will be the last thought, John. Somebody said to me, well, Dave, that's a lot of money to invest on training. And what I've found is I train them, train them up, and they leave. And I always like to say, yeah, but what if you don't train them and they stay? Wow. Man, that'd be, uh, that's, the, that's the worst. <laughs> right. You know? And so, yeah, yeah, just pouring into your people. Um, so I think a lot of lessons uh, from this podcast. So personal responsibility was a key one. Train, train, train. Just constant thing. Train, train, train. Um, lots of different things with setting the lead, dispatching for profit. And of course, lots of amazing resources you have from your books. So everyone, just make sure to check out and we'll add in the show notes. Go davetuster.com slash connect. And also, if you want to hit up Dave for the secret shopping offer, also, feel free to contact him as well. But with that, I want to say thank you, everyone, for coming to the podcast. It's always a fun time with you, Dave. Uh, you know, I imagine we'll probably have you back again in the future. And if again, if anyone has any other questions, feel free to reach out to Dave. And with that, we'll see you on the next one. All right, take care, everyone. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast. Follow us on StreamYard, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and check out our main website, www.hvacfinancialfreedom.com to find out how you can also achieve financial freedom.